You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now wherever you get your podcasts. Shigeru Miyamoto is quite possibly the greatest game developer of all time, largely because his games evoke that childlike sense of wonder and awe at new discoveries. And so it only seems fitting to have my son give the introduction for this episode. Shigeru Miyamoto has developed some of the most popular games of all time, including Mario, which is the most successful game franchise ever. Mario has actually been in 250 video games, and the Super Mario Bros. movie was the first major motion picture ever made based on a video game. Well, maybe that one was a little regrettable, but I'm sure the next Mario movie will be great. Interestingly, though, Miyamoto's big break came by accident. When he was first hired by Nintendo, he was making designs for their game cabinets. Nintendo had grossly overestimated the popularity of a game called Radarscope and found himself in, with 2,000 cabinets in need of a new game. They wanted to make a Popeye game, but they couldn't get the rights. So, Miyamoto came up with a new concept, and Donkey Kong was born. When his game was released in 1981, it pulled in $200,000,000. And Miyamoto was quickly put in charge of game development. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at the work of Shigeru Miyamoto. Now, Shigeru Miyamoto may not be a household name, but he is responsible for some of the greatest gaming creations in the history of the world. Shigeru Miyamoto was the man who gave us Mario, the legend of Zelda, and after he had risen to the top of the gaming industry, in the 1990s, he spent six years working with a couple of young upstarts He mentored them and helped develop their idea of pocket monsters into, you guessed it, Pokemon. So today we're going to take a little bit of time to figure out just who is Shigeru Miyamoto and how did he develop this Midas touch. Shigeru Miyamoto was born November 16th, 1952 in Sanobe, Japan. 
As a kid, he loved comics and drew his own. He wanted to be a manga artist. He actually studied industrial design at the Kanazawa Municipal College. It's kind of funny thinking of Miyamoto as a giant of the industry today, but as he was growing up and studying design, he felt like he couldn't compete with the talented manga artists and industrial designers he saw around him. He thought for a while he might design toys, but then he discovered video games. Miyamoto says his games are inspired by his formative years as a child in Japan. He grew up in the countryside. He spent a lot of time outdoors exploring the hillsides and rice paddies, and he describes climbing in a big mountain with a big lake near the top of it. He said he was basically just awestruck when he climbed up and saw this lake high in the mountain, and he wants to recreate that feeling in the video game world. He wants players to go out on adventures, pushing through narrow, confined spaces to come upon something big and unexpected. And honestly, I think that's why his games became so popular. He started by thinking of the feeling he wanted people to have as they play the games. As someone who played Mario and Zelda as a kid and then came back around as an adult to play Mario Odyssey with my own son, I gotta say, there is something just delightful about discovering new things. But also, formatting a game, requiring people to search and explore and discover things, it's sort of a puzzle that keeps people engaged. It keeps people thinking instead of just passively scrolling through the different worlds and levels of the game. Now, in the early days, video game systems did not have all the capabilities, and Nintendo did not have all the resources that we think of them having today. Miyamoto got the opportunity to develop his games largely because he was one of the few people willing to step up. In 1979, Nintendo was trying to break into the North American market, and most of the top game developers were busy on their own projects and didn't want to leave Japan for the U.S. Miyamoto was willing and shockingly confident in himself as they needed whatever game was developed next to be a hit. And while he had essentially no experience in that realm, he said, sure, I can do it. The figure we now know as Mario first appeared in Donkey Kong in 1981. At that time, he wasn't a plumber. He was a carpenter working on a building, and he wasn't named Mario. He was sometimes called Mr. Video or Jumpman. The character didn't get the name Mario until one day the landlord for the Seattle offices came in and he was yelling at them about how the rent was late, and video game developers in the office started looking around and they said, hey... That guy kind of looks like our character Jumpman, and so they named him, after their, their angry landlord, Mario. Now, some other bits as to how that character came to be. Um, he became a plumber in the Super Mario Brothers game, largely because they were developing a level that had a bunch of pipes and all of that, and they figured, well, since we've got all these pipes, it would make sense to make Mario a plumber. 
As far as the exaggerated features, like the big nose, the bushy mustache, that came about largely just due to the practical limitations of the medium. In the 1980s, graphics were very simple. He was working with a grid of pixels just 16 by 16. The exaggerated features were just more easily visible, and the bright, bold colors, again, more easily visible, so that like primary red stands out from the skin tone and stands out from the dark brown of the mustache, and there you go. Of course, Miyamoto would also point to his love of comics as a kid. He said while he was growing up in Japan, he loved comics and particularly was fond of a number of Italian comics. This is how we end up with a Japanese man developing games in America about an Italian plumber. Ultimately, though, what I think I take away from the success of Mario and, like I said, he developed The Legend of Zelda and helped to guide the development of Pokemon. I think part of the reason that he was so successful is he's maintained a connection to the things he loved as a child. He's not thinking about what the market research indicates, what the latest trends are. He's remembering that feeling he had as a kid as he explored the things he loved, whether it was Italian comic books or the Japanese hillside. When you develop your art focused on joy and exploration and wonder, that feeling comes across to the audience. And that's why Shigeru Miyamoto is not just some guy who developed a couple of fun games. He developed something that goes beyond home gaming. They became cultural touchstones for multiple generations. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.